All right, welcome to this special edition of the Panel Scanners podcast, and welcome to the first episode of our 10th season. I've always kind of felt like our seasons begin with San Diego Comic-Con, even when there was no San Diego Comic-Con. But first of all, thank you. Mark is here with me today. He's, he's joining me. It's something I've always wanted to do, so thanks, Mark, for uh, taking some time. And uh, I know you weren't here, be, weren't able to be with us when we celebrated our 10-year anniversary uh, earlier this month, but I'm glad that you're here uh, tonight. Yeah, well, I'll just be forthcoming and say kidney stones suck, drink lots of water. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, I'm really happy to be here tonight and uh, really excited to be looking through this. I've been working all day, and I'm excited to start seeing what's coming out of Comic-Con right now. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff already. This is Thursday, so we're going to post this immediately. And you're, we're going to help you through what's coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as San Diego Comic-Con is set to ramp up. It actually began yesterday, which is what I was unaware of. And I'm looking through. I can. There were a couple of highlights. We're going to go through that. But one of the things that's on my mind is everyone's getting together again, and the fan bases are all converging on San Diego, which is the biggest event in popular culture, I think, of its kind. Um, a lot of the other ones are very esoteric, like Star Wars' celebration is its own thing. Of course, Star Trek kicked it off with other conventions. But this is the one where everything comes together, and it's the biggest one. Um and it's the first time, now correct me if I'm wrong, that it's no longer Wizard World, right? Because Wizard World's gone. Well, Wizard World was a totally separate thing from Comic-Con, wasn't okay, it? Was it a ter- separate thing? Okay. Wizard World was its own thing. Comic-Con's been separate. Wizard okay. World was an offshoot um, convention circuit. Okay, I, that, I wasn't sure about um, that. Um, I've yeah, never Com- been. Comic-Con's different. Um, San, San Diego Comic-Con, yeah, it's, it's achieved mythical status over the years. Yeah. It's like... Holy grail of nerd culture. Yeah, famously, the very first one uh, just so happened to be, what, 1976? And that's when uh, George Lucas sent a couple of people for Star Wars with some, like, images and stuff, like some little pamphlets for Star Wars, and it sort of grew into this behemoth that it is. Now, as these fan bases come together... There's been some noise online, and it's it's little dis- some disturbing things coming out of the Star Wars fan base. Now, Mark and I are both consider ourselves charter members of the Star Wars fan base because we are at an age when Star Wars was being released. We were children. We were at the perfect age for these movies to grab hold of us, and of course, what would be for the which, let's just be honest now for the remainder of our lives. Because if we're still doing it now, I don't see us suddenly stopping like five, ten years down the line, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> so it, it sort of it's it really came to a head with with the premiere of the Obi Wan TV series. But it's been existing for a long time, which is a lot of toxicity in the fan base um, in regards to racism. And specifically, they were targeting the actress who played the third sister. Mark, would you mind looking that up for me real quick? I'm, I've got like nine windows open right here. I think it's like, her name is Moses. I think her last Moses name is Moses. I can't remember her last Ingram name. Ingram or something like that. I had it. Moses had, Ingram. You got it. Yeah. So, and just basically making some very terrible comments about um, her being a person of color. Um, and, you know, she turns out to be a very dynamic character. And, and in fact, that she she sort of comes full circle to bring the show. But, so, sure, I thought her performance was fantastic. I thought she was very menacing when she needed to be menacing. I thought when she her arc starts to come around, and this is a tad of a spoiler alert for those who may not have finished the series, 
I thought she did a very good job showing vulnerability when she needed to show vulnerability. I thought she was an excellent addition. But so the toxicity around her and the comments that she was getting basically just based nothing other than on the color of their skin. Sound about right, unfortunately? Yeah, unfortunately. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't get where the vitriol was coming from. I thought her performance was fine. I had no issues with her. I thought she gave a very solid turnout, like you said, different emotional spectrums. She starts off kind of one-dimensional, angry, 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 and I can see in first couple episodes maybe thinking it was a one-note character, but she evolves so much past that, especially at the very end. Right, so there's no reason to um, basically hurl these comments in her way other than you're a racist if you're doing this. Yeah, I feel I feel like suddenly Star Wars has become, you know, intolerant of anything that's not a bunch of middle-aged white guys. Right, and that's really sad because I've never seen this before. And I think that we'll probably all agree that this is obviously what we believe is a very vocal minority that these this is this doesn't represent Star Wars fans as a whole, but right now that's the big story because Ewan McGregor has come out and commented against this, saying that you have no place in Star Wars fan universe if this is how you're acting. Simon Pegg has now come out just today, and I believe this was at Comic-Con, talking about how he's kind of horrified by this. And he even went on to say, like, I'm part of both the Star Trek and the Star Wars fan bases because I play Scotty in the films. And he played the the dealer in... um, the Star Wars The Force Awakens, he's part of that, so he, he he can travel both circles. And he came out and says, like, you know, you don't see this in the Star Trek fan base. And that's because Star Trek began in, as an inclusionary exercise where right off the bat you had an African-American on the bridge, you had an Asian uh, navigator, you, you, uh, and you had a lot of diversity on that bridge, and that was what it was built on. And he seemed to say, like, you know, the Star Trek fan base doesn't put up with this crap because they sort of that it began and it's like you're indoctrinating into this and he even pulled out a quote um that leonard nimoy wrote for spock and he delivers the line as spock infinite diversity and infinite combinations is the philosophy our differences combine to create meaning and beauty and that's something he says in the original series so it's he's even gone further actor anson mount who plays Captain Pike in the excellent Star Trek Strange New Worlds, has come out on social media and saying, hey, we here in the Trek family have her back, okay? Because we all need to, it doesn't matter who you are or what you like, but this can't happen. Um, so it's good to see these two fan bases kind of talking, but I'm just going to say, I as a Star Wars fan, this this is not cool. You don't belong. You're not allowed, I'm sorry, you're, just, you're not allowed to love Star Wars because you just don't understand it if this is how you're going to act. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it hurts me to my soul to see something I love and the fandom exhibiting these behaviors that I truly despise. And I just, I can't fathom how it got there for some of these people. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, it hurts me to think that Star Wars was only cool with people of color when there was only one in the entire galaxy. Right. I mean, it's, that's, that's sad. That's really sad, and I I love that the newer implementations of the Star Wars property have started branching out and giving other people a chance to be in it besides white bread. I mean, it, it's wonderful. 
Yes. I mean, they're, they're obviously, <laughs> you know, they're, at this point, they're 55 years behind Star Trek in that one. Um, right? But uh, <laughs> better late than never, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I mean, listen. And I, it's so funny as I, I saw the Anson Mount quote. I looked at some of the replies, and his people like, "Mind your own business. You don't belong talking about Star Wars." You're like, "Shut up, man." <laughs> he, he, he has he he's got it right, okay. And by the well, way, well, you know what? Listen to Simon Pegg because not only was he uh, the trash dealer in Force Awakens, he also voiced Dengar in the Clone Wars. So. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Okay, so he's got some cred. He's I mean, he's definitely a part of it. Yeah, it's just listen. Let's just make sure. I, I do believe that most Star Wars fans are like us in that um, this isn't cool. It's not okay. And unfortunately, this is sort of how Comic-Con kicked off. But I was glad that we can kind of get this off our chest because you and I, I've, I don't know if we ever get around to ranking that which we love most. I think Star Wars for me falls no lower than two. Oh, um, same. And it's probably number one. I think Superman and Star Wars trade no, one and two. And then, I mean, Star Trek's in the top ten somewhere. But Star yeah. Wars, I mean, it's... it's. I hear you. For me, it's Star Wars, Transformers, or Batman. Which one's the top out of those three? It depends on the day. Yeah, yeah, really, that's true. So, hey, man. Um, oh, wait, I forgot Disney. It's me. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, hey, listen. Uh, Star Wars, some of you Star Wars fans, it's time to take a lesson from Star Trek, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, and it's one it's something I said back in the summer where Gene Roddenberry sort of lost to time in terms of great creators, but he was like the most progressive guy, you know, and even late in life when he was asked if he was going to include LGBT characters in the series, it was the 60s series. And he said he wouldn't do it because he didn't like the lifestyle. And then later in his life, he came around like, no, I was wrong. So even he, and then that's why he started to make sure they're include. They were included. Now keep in mind, this is for Next Generation, which was 1987. So that's how far in front. I mean, if, listen, I understand why people don't like Star Trek. It can be very preachy, but boy, oh boy, sure seems they 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 came out on the right on this one. And they and that's a good. I mean, it's a good lesson to learn that. Um, but you know, it's funny. Even in the very first pilot, uh, the Captain Pike. Jeffrey Hunter from 1965 says, I don't think I'll ever get used to a woman on the bridge, which is why they ended up getting rid of the first officer woman who ended up becoming Gene Roddenberry's wife in real life. And with Star Trek Strange New Worlds, they have restored that. So his first officer is the same character from that pilot played by Rebecca Romaine. So interesting. Yeah. That's, you know, I've, I'm going to admit that I didn't think the original Trek was my cup of tea, but to be fair, I don't think I've checked it out in 20, 25 years. And then maybe that's something I need to revisit just to take a look at it. Well, a good place to start would be our Star Trek special from 2016, uh, where we produced a, a celebration of Star Trek's 50th anniversary, which I am very fond of saying, which is one more special than Paramount and CBS produced for Star Trek's 50th anniversary. <laughs> And That's Phil and I and Johnny, we did a retro review of Star Trek Season 1 in which Phil kind of came back around and went, oh my god, there's some amazing stuff in here. Oh, there's a lot of cringeworthy stuff, but it's really fun. Like, all the bad stuff is laughable for the right reasons. But, I mean, there is some just unbelievable stuff and and here's the thing like it's it's kind of like mark if you watch it you're gonna know you're you'll you'll appreciate it but it's hard to show someone now because they've seen it a hundred times 
But the hundred times they've seen it, it's because Star Trek showed them how to do it, and then everyone's been doing it since. And oh, guess right. what? That includes Star Wars. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, I consider myself an on-again, off-again Star Trek fan. I loved Next Generation back in the day when it came out. I was big into that. I was okay on Deep Space Nine. Didn't really care for Voyager. Enjoyed more of the movies than I didn't. Sure. So I figure, you know, loved Picard recently, although that was just Firefly with Star Trek characters. So <laughs> It sure was. <laughs> but I'd like to go back and watch the original, just to give it a chance. I will say this. Um, I really... I might ins- I, I, I have to find a way for you to watch Strange New Worlds. I, I'll say this. You, you're more, you may have gone further into Star Trek than I have. I love the original series. That's where it begins for me. I love Next Gen. I've seen the movies. Never seen Deep Space Nine. Never seen Voyager. Didn't watch Enterprise. So I think I've, I didn't either. <laughs> I've roughly seen maybe half of Star Trek. Now, and I know there's a gigantic vocal fan base that says the best Star Trek is Deep Space Nine. Boy, I wonder what they think of Strange New Worlds, man. You um, know what? Deep Space Nine takes a while to find its footing to get going, but once it does, it actually gets pretty good. I, am, I, uh, I will give it that from my memory. I remember the first season or two being eh, and not re- just watching it like when I had nothing else to do. And then the plot line started picking up, and they brought in the whole war. Was it the Dominion or whatever? And it's like things got good. I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna start watching it because I think I now that I've now that Strange New Worlds is out, I feel compelled. To like okay, I have to get Deep Space Nine in. Um, and I, I kind of feel like Voyager will always be there if I want it. So if I'm really hungering for Star Trek, I'll want it. And by the way, there's another thing. Listen, you had your female captain. 30 years ago you had your black captain 30 years ago <laughs> i mean it's just like i don't know man it just seems like they they're they're way out in front of this stuff always are anyway um let's move on now i, I thanks for you know helping me navigate those waters mark i think we both needed to sort of like get it out there like this is not us in, in a way it's like cleveland browns fans right now like uh no that's not what we stand for and we're not okay with what's going on um <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's just something that we you have to talk about it because if you don't talk about it these things will persist well yeah and not only that then, then people just make the assumptions because everyone else is silent yeah and i i don't believe in keeping my mouth shut when there's something i see that is wrong right and this is wrong it's, it's completely simple. wrong all right, but San Diego Comic-Con is happening as we speak. Now, Mark, uh, how about, do you have the programming schedule in front of you? I do not. Okay, so. I'm having trouble locating it. Okay, so I'm going to go through <laughs> some of these things here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with what's been going on, and you can kind of see, this, this should be posting on Thursday night, which is the 21st. Um, the preview night was yesterday. Okay, I found it. Okay, found so I'm going to, how about I go through um, Wednesday and Thursday, and why don't you take us through Friday and Saturday, okay? How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, so I'm not going to hit everything. I'm just kind of going through. It started Wednesday the 20th, which was the preview day. And uh, as I look through these things, they were showing some movies, one of which was The Dark Crystal. That would have been a lot of fun to go see. Um, there's a lot of gaming stuff going on. The other movie they shown, uh, well, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. <laughs> How about that? Um, My favorite of the series. Yeah. I think it's most people's favorite. This Blade Runner, they showed that. I wonder which version, which nine, what nine versions of that did they show? And that was pretty much it. It was a real preview. I think a lot. I think some of the VIPs got a shot at going to the convention floor, which I, 
I haven't gotten a chance to see yet. I'm, I'm really interested. That brings us to today, which is Thursday, July 21st. And Todd McFarlane was uh, signing autographs earlier today uh, twice. They haven't listed twice. Oh, 7 a.m. Yeah, so he was out there. He always seems like a really nice guy. He's always very, very. I always hear very, very good things about reports from him. I always, he's always been a controversial figure. I've always liked him. I think he's. I like listening to him talk. Um, celebrating fifty years of Jim Starlin. We have spoken about Jim Starlin on this podcast a lot. He is one of my favorite creators. I would probably would have absolutely been there for that. Uh, I did a, a review of Dead Dreadstar last summer. Um, if you want to check that out, I think it was right before you joined us. Uh, let's see what else is going on. The cosplay photography, crowdfunding for in, independent artists. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, if you're talking Kickstarter, if you if anyone's looked at comic projects on Kickstarter, I think that's kind of become the uh, the comic book industry's favorite porn site. Um, <laughs> well, having experience with launching a comic book on Kickstarter, it, it's it's a heck of a platform. Well, you got in there before. <laughs> It's like the old Simpsons joke. Fox turned into a hardcore porn network so gradually I didn't even notice. But Because I, I like going looking at those projects because I supported yours. I, I proudly own it. And I was joking. I sent you the pictures. I actually found your story treatment you sent me. So I put that in the sleeve with the comic. Um, yeah, but, Darren recently sent me character notes that he found in a box cleaning out his basement on, I swear to God, blue line notebook paper. Mm-hmm. Handwritten by me yeah. 20-some years ago for my comic book. I did blew my mind. I, so I really <laughs> need your comic to blow up because then I'm, I mean, come on, man. That's, that's, yeah, you're sitting on a gold mine there. Yeah, you're damn right. I am. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, but since you've done it, like if you type in comic projects, they're all like nudie books. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I'm That's all I see. No, it's, you're not, well, you're wrong and you're right at the same time. It's, there's been an influx of things like that on the platform, but the actual comic books are still there. They are. It's just so funny that you start throwing through those and like, it's just not safe for work, not safe for work, not safe for work. Uh, there's a lot of gaming, a lot of board gaming, a lot of gaming stuff that was going on today. Future Tech Live was there today. That would have been interesting to see. Uh, looking through, there's a lot going on today. There's a lot of Pokemon tutorials and eSports Lounge. Boy, there's pretty much everything you could have uh, wanted to see. Now, here's something. DC's Tom Taylor and Tom King in conversation boy the stuff they've been doing on batman uh it, a while back was just absolutely phenomenal so now we're starting to actually get into a lot of the comic books um comic book law school how about that the abcs of inter- intellectual property law a lot of dungeons and dragons stuff here's one nathan nathan fillion and niecy nash abc's the rookie that would have been a good one i know nathan fillion a very popular guy in this community Boy, it's just I, we're, I'm at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Still, I'm, I'm going to start scrolling through here a little bit quick, more quickly, because this is stuff that has. This is already, a lot. <laughs> yeah, this has already occurred. By the way, as we're sitting here, um, DC's Dark yeah, Crisis. These are, uh, I think Dark Pacific Crisis times, and it's 5:30 out here. Yeah, and it's 7 8:30 out here. Um, DC's Dark Crisis. I believe that is a big crossover that's coming. Uh, yeah, that I I, I had shuddered up my spine too when I heard the word crossover. So don't worry. We, we get where you're coming from there. Um, boy, oh boy. And I'm still like at 2 p.m. I'm trying to, I'm going to see what else is going on here. Lots of stuff going on. Boy, they did, they, I mean, they, it's like they really, 
wanted to hit hard having come back for the first time in two years. I know there was a, um, a thought that this might not return as it was Conan, the barbarian 90th anniversary, uh, oh, wow. the universal cinematic influence of Jack Kirby. That would have been really interesting to me. Spotlight on Jim Lee. Um, yeah, Jim Lee. Yeah. Jim Lee put out something I think is really, really cool. Uh, the, the goodie bags that they're giving out, um, DC's given out is Jim Lee's art and he drew just a, a, a collage of all the superheroes but what he drew them as as how they're appearing in the upcoming movies in the current movies so his Green Arrow was actually um, from the Arrow TV show his Superman was both Henry Cavill's and he did uh, Superman and Lois from the TV nice. series um, and people are kind of freaking out because he's got Batman on there and they're wondering, because it's an all-black suit with a yellow belt, is that the Michael Keaton Batman? So we still haven't seen what Michael Keaton's going to look like. So, But on that bag, if you look it up, it, it, and if it is, it looks a whole heck of a lot like it did back in Batman and Batman Returns, which I think is nothing but good news. Um, as long as they make the suit a little more limber, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd hope that they would... Uh, Technology and all, progressing. <laughs> Here's one I would have been interested in, and this is something that Gary and I have been talking about doing a, um, a, a piece on, which is comic book pre-screen for grading. So grading your comic books, does it make sense to send your books off for grading to sell them, or should you just go ahead and post them as is on eBay? What are you going to get more for? Um, because obviously you have to build into the cost of sending your comments in and getting them graded, which... Um, I've been watching some stuff and getting action figures great. It could be as much as 80 to $85 to get all this done. Um, so they showed Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I've not seen, but I think you did, and you said you really liked it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Um, to be fair, and I'll take this how you will, I actually liked the uh, reboot of Ghostbusters as well, despite my initial misgivings on it. So, Boy, I, I, I saw it, and I didn't think it was that great, but I didn't think it was that bad either, and I think part of me... Went into that because I remember that thing got so heaped such amount of hate on it that I was like, you know, how could it be that bad? And it was before the movie even came out. I mean, so it was like, I feel like I'm going to be rooting for these girls going into this thing. And I was. Yeah, for me, uh, Leslie Jones carried the movie absolutely 100 percent. And then right behind her was Chris Hemsworth and his dolt performance. I heard he's really funny. Kickstarting comics in 2022 and beyond. Uh, basically just be able to draw naked women. That's Oh, Mark, I would have gone to this one. Masters of the, Masters of the Universe, 40 years. I would have definitely been oh. in that one. Um, boy, there's so much. Gosh. You know, I, I used to really, really want to go to San Diego Comic-Con, but this is like maybe 15 years ago. And then I think this is about... Right on the cusp when it became so much more about the media than it did about, and I'm by that I mean the TV shows and the movies and the panels for upcoming movies or television shows, than it did about the actual comics. And it, for a while it felt like, you know, I used to pay real close attention about what was coming up. Oh, here's one I would have been on. 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Shatner on Shatner. Hall H. I definitely would have been there. Um... Oh, are you just going to skip past uh, McFarlane's 30th anniversary of Spawn? 
well, it looks like it was at the same time of Shatner on Shatner. So yes, I was. I was absolutely going to Shatner on there. Listen, there's not a whole lot I wouldn't have skipped to go to Shatner on Shatner. Come on. Yeah, well, we got some good news about Shatner from Comic Con today, so I'll just leave. Oh, we'll I have not heard later. this, so I'm looking. You're gonna you're gonna break news to me on that one here in a second. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, we, we're kind of doing this in real time because there's really no other way to do it. Um, it's yeah, just we're just, just we're kind of so looking through much. this thing and bringing it here. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. Okay, uh, I'm I'm at six thirty to seven p.m. I'm sure I may have missed something. Uh, like thirty years of Bob the Angry Flower. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Exploding kittens. Jaws the trial. <laughs> Wonder what what's Jaws the trial? The town of Amity is being sued by the families of the shark vic- attack victims. Was it right for Mayor Vaughn? What is this? Was the medical examiner's right to change Watkins' cause of death? Attorneys Michael Dennis Dana. Oh, they actually had like lawyers and a judge arguing about what the mayor's action. Oh, so wow. it's Jaws. That's kind of cool. That'd have been interesting to see. Wow, how about that? People are getting real creative here with this stuff. Oh, Wheel of Time Origins. Interesting. Boy, oh boy, there's so I just I can't believe the amount of stuff that's going on here. I'm at eight p.m. to nine p.m. Uh, there's got to be some Robotech: The New Beginning. Uh, Robotech just yeah. You never seem to start at Troika. Those guys are. I've seen some Troika movies, man. That is, I mean, they're out there. And I'm glad they're there because I don't even know how to process some of those. That's a, oh, Trump. I'm thinking of Troma, not Troika. Troma. <laughs> uh, but by the way, they will be there too. So, I mean, they always are. Not Troika, Troma. That's uh, the, I guess there's a new uh, Toxic Avenger coming out. Yeah, okay, I was going to say Troma. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's that's them. And they did another movie. I can't remember. The ch- there, was a, there was a fried chicken serial killer. It was actually a, a chicken. It was a, it was a hilarious movie. All kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. But, okay, all right, I'm done with Thursday. There was not a whole lot else. Now, traditionally, Friday, Saturday is when the big news comes out. Now, Mark, what do you think? Should we? There are a couple of stories that are a big deal so far. Should we get to those now and then go to Friday Saturday schedule, or you want to go ahead and for yeah? Why don't Why don't we stick on Thursday and cover what we already have? Okay. Well, I think so far what appears to be the big story so f- is that DC is set to announce that Henry Cavill is coming back for a Superman movie, a direct sequel to Man of Steel, which was 2013. This is being reported by Coming Soon, Deadline, for whatever sports Kedia. DC uh, is not saying anything, but IGN's got it, Screen Rant's got it, Superman homepage has got it, The Guardian's got it. Uh, now some people are saying that he is currently filming The Witcher, so there's no way he's going to be there, but come on. I mean, did you ever hear of, like, Zoom calls? Um, which, come on, you know, it's like... It's kind of like whenever it's like, well, so-and-so is coming back to this movie, like Liam Neeson. Like, you guys ever hear about a flashback? Um, so, like Liam Neeson coming back for the third Batman movie. Yeah, it's flashback, guys. Wake up. Um, so, this... There's a so they're saying that this is this is a done deal. It's going to be announced uh, in DC's panel, which we'll tell you when that is in a, in a minute or two. Um... 
he is. It's about time. I mean, this is over. This is thirteen or twenty thirteen. So I mean, it's almost ten years ago now. And by the way, it's going to be. By the way, this movie probably doesn't go into production until next year. I'll believe it when I see it. I guess is what I really want to say. Because but the they, odd part is that comes on the heels of Jim Lee talking about Warner Brothers not having any plans for Zack Snyder or the Snyderverse moving forward. <laughs> Wasn't that what kicked it off, Man of Steel? <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Um, and as I've said multiple times, technically what kicked it off was Green Lantern, even though that wasn't Zack Snyder. But they hide from that movie, but they won't hide from some of the other ones is beyond my comprehension. Um, so I don't know what this means. Maybe the Snyderverse isn't dead. Maybe, I, who knows? We don't know who's involved in this other than it's Henry Cavill. Um, I, the guy deserves another shot. He does. Yeah, I agree. I think he could have been a fantastic Superman if he just had a director that let him smile once in a while and be charming. Well, yeah, I mean, because I've seen plenty of movies where he proves he can actually do that and is quite engaging when he does. I think, and I may have mentioned this before. They believe he's James Bond. He's going to be James Bond. And they're like, we're going to be on the, and on this too. We're not letting this get through our fingers. Uh, I, they, and, Or, I mean, it could be like, hey, did you guys know? We have Superman as one of our properties. And they're like, what? Get out of here. In fact, it seems we have a really good guy to play him. He's already signed. We could do this right now. <laughs> You know what? He could be Superman. He can be James Bond. He can be all of it for all I care, just as long as he doesn't stop being Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher. Fair enough. What because else I am a, I'm a huge fan of The Witcher games. I'm a huge fan of the books, and he's great in that role. Don't take him away from me. So you're, you're, you're pleased uh, with the TV series? Uh, first season was good. Second season was stellar. Okay, good. What else have we got? Uh, what else have we got? Well, I teased you some information about your, fan, your uh, pal William Shatner. I'm, I'm and listening. we have we have confirmation that for the first time ever, Luke Skywalker and Captain Kirk will get to work together because William Shatner will be joining the cast of Masters of the Universe Revolution. Really? Yes. Undisclosed role. No details right now, except we had an amusing anecdote from Kevin Smith saying that he tried to direct Shatner and Shatner shut him down and said he hadn't quite, quote, earned that honor yet. Oh, I love it. That's so him. <laughs> That's a total Shatner thing to do, too. <laughs> I, and you know he did it with that impish smile and twinkle in his eye. Oh, yeah. he's, listen, he, as I said, he's the world's grandpa. How do you not love that guy? I'm excited for that. Right. I'm excited for that. I uh, I think we both just, we ended up coming around to that Masters of the Universe show. Um, we'll, I, we'll get I enjoyed the first half of season one. Season two, I mean, second half of season two got really good. I liked it a lot. So right. I'm interested to see where that goes. Let's, let's, do you want to move into uh, Thursday or Friday, Saturday now? I think the only other things we have really here for today are that we've got a National Treasure television series in the works. No Nick Cage um, in that, though, right? No. Um, Harvey Keitel, apparently. <laughs> okay. Sure. And uh, there's a trailer out for a new trailer for HBO's House of the Dragon. That's right around the corner, isn't it? Which, yeah, looks pretty cool. And then there's a trailer, which I have not watched yet, for uh, the Dungeons & Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine, Hugh Grant, and Michelle Rodriguez. I had no idea there was a Dungeons & Dragons movie. Nor did I until I saw that today. I was looking at the costumes thinking, okay, Chris Pine's usually solid. I could get behind this. I like Hugh Grant. Why not? 
Uh, so that's, I think, all I've got for today. Now let's move into Friday and Saturday. Saturday is the, I think, is the biggest day. I'm kind of going through. Uh, oh, here we go. Saturday's schedule. Gremlins, Secrets yeah, gonna... of the Mogwai. What's Secrets of the Mogwai? Is that Friday or Saturday? This is Saturday. Cast right. and crew based on availability. What is this? Cast and crew. Limited signing. Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai. Is there something coming out about Gremlins that we're not aware of? There is. I saw something about that a while back. Well, I guess they got a panel tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs> I did not know there was something coming for that. Yeah, Everything uh, new H- again. Looks like HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Seems like it might be an animated series. Oh, okay. Uh, based, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an animated show. Oh, got some good voice cast in there. James Hong, B.D. Wong, Ming-Na Wen. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good, good lineup. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> Seems like a lot of the early uh, stuff. Well, here's one. The Dance Lot panel of comic book accountability. Why did you do that with my favorite comic? Oh, Bill or uh, Phil would be all over this. <laughs> Dan Slott has a spotlight panel is probably groggy if you ask him the right questions he might slip up and accidentally give something away that's important how can you pass it up he's written Ren and Stimpy Batman She-Hulk Silver Surfer Fantastic Four and the longest run ever on the Amazing Spider-Man I'm pretty sure he was responsible for the Doc Ock um, consciousness in Spider-Man's body which I it was one of the first things we talked about on the podcast when it launched and we we're like, this is going to be so stupid. And it was, it was according to Phil, it was fantastic. It was absolutely great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through Friday so far. I'm getting through the films in the morning and autograph signings from Todd McFarlane again. Gendy Tartakovsky, kind of cool. They're showing Max Fleischer's Superman cartoons. Nice. <laughs> oh, they're showing Equilibrium on Friday. What an underappreciated action film. Oh, yeah. Loved that movie. I remember running that because it was Christian Bale. And uh, he had just been announced for Batman. I didn't know. Yeah, it it, tell me whoever animated IG Eleven in uh, the first season of Mando did not take some inspiration from the action scenes in that with the guns. Oh, I I feel like it had to have gun fu. Isn't that what they call it? The gun kata. Gun kata. Star Wars gun fu usually refers to uh, Hong Kong action flicks. I see. Oh yeah, you're probably right. I'm running through here, a lot of Pokemon stuff. Yeah, esports launching again. Now I'm not even sure if I'm on Friday. Oh, I'm in on Friday. Okay, so they just have a lot of that stuff going on. It's felt like there's a lot of redundancy going on there. From what? Yeah, we're there's seeing. a lot of repeats from today to Friday. All right, so 10 a.m. the toy panel episode two. So what's the toy panel here? Answer questions you might have about creating toys and getting licensing and merchandising. Interesting. Hmm. Does seem like everyone can get that now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Hasbro Pulse recently had a thing on there where you can make your own action figure of yourself coming I, out on their site. I so want to do that, make a Luke Skywalker for CJ <laughs> and with CJ's likeness on it. I think he would love that. He'd lose his mind. Across the universe and your screens, the Star Trek experience. 
Since Star Trek first arrived on TV screens in 1966, it has spawned multiple franchises. Yeah, we know this. This year marks the adventure of the Galactic Saga, the rival of Strange New Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Okay, I, I don't know what this is, but I want to know what hand-to-hand -hand wombat is. Wombat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I always wanted to make a parody and call it Mortal Wombat back in the day, but... So the yeah, Star Trek I thing... I can get the thing to open up, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, here, there's some good stuff coming here. So the Star Trek thing is going to be basically all about the games and the new show. And the secret history of Batman and the spirit. Sounds interesting. Hmm. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. What is this? This is a... Okay, this is the presentation, which I, looks like Saturday or Friday at 10.30 a.m., the presentation for Prime Video's new series uh, for the... Lord of the Rings, which I think we're going to be covering in September, because um, I know there's a lot of Lord of the Rings fans on there. I think we all are to some degree, but I know oh, yeah. Matt and Gary are very passionate Lord of the Rings fans. Um, yeah, I've read all of the books. I've read the Silmarillion. I I know my Middle Earth history pretty well. I've read all the books. I don't know my Middle Earth history at all. Um, I read them so long ago. I just, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I don't speak Quenya or anything, but you know. Uh, you got me there. So yeah, I would definitely. You're you're much higher on that rung than I am. Uh, you're gonna be pulling double duty in that one, buddy. I guess they're gonna That's do one of the a... two dialects of Elvish. I'll clue you in. Oh, fair enough. Thanks. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy, so much to dive through. I, I I feel a lot better as I go through all of these panels and all of these things that. Um, there, I feel like there is a lot for me here where. Like in years past, I felt like some of us probably kind of sort of forced out of Comic-Con to some degree. Like it was, if you weren't, I mean, for a while I felt like if you weren't a, like a Marvel fan or weren't a super passionate Marvel fan, there wasn't a place for you at Comic-Con because it seems like that was all that was being covered. Yeah, it's it's everything now and anything. And I, honestly, I don't know if I want to go to Comic-Con because I'd probably just stand in the lobby with the schedule frozen with indecision. <laughs> oh, so I was going to say Star Wars and Fandom in the early days, but it says it's canceled. Huh, I wonder why. Maybe they're like afraid to have people in the room. <laughs> All they're going to do is... Yeah. Yeah, maybe they... She's Star Wars fans. Comics for Ukraine. Awesome. I see stuff on here like I'm sure my wife would love, like the women of the Hollywood art department. Oh, that would be see, yeah, I and, dig you know that. that's something I would love to go to with her. You know, AMC's Tales of the Walking Dead is this the one that has Terry Crews? Why is Terry Crews in a Walking Dead series? It feels like a waste I, of Terry Crews. I agree. I'm not a Walking Dead fan, so I, I definitely can't. Hasbro get Marvel Legends panel, the making of a comic book page. Okay, so there's some stuff in here if you really are trying to break into the industry. Which I believe was its, was its original intent. Yeah. 45 years ago. Um, that there's still some stuff. History of sci-fi costumes. I would totally check that out. How to succeed at Kickstarter. Once again, if it's comic books, just be able to draw naked women. Um, Lucasfilm publishing stories from a galaxy far, far away. Horror comics and the comics code. Yeah, I did a, I did a lot of uh, work on the comics code. With yeah. my retro re review of uh, Werewolf by Night. Mm. And I think that was our Halloween special 2020, maybe? I'd have to look that one up. 
Oh, they're showing the Rocketeer. Oh yeah, I'm there with you there. Oh, a great underappreciated film. Oh, very. One of the great costumes. One of, my... one of the great superhero costumes. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. Such a fun movie. Oh yeah, wonderfully Ooh. acted all around, beautifully made. Just, it still holds up. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I don't regret it. Hollywood illustrators craft pop culture and careers. That would be cool. Old school. I mean, I I love concept art. I I can't get enough of it, and it's like one of the few things left that I like looking at because it's. I I mean, I think you were like me, where I used to absorb all those making of uh, specials they would put out back in the like eighties when a big movie yeah. was coming. They inver- invariably they would have a uh, a network. One of the marketing things they would do was they would have like a half hour to an hour network special. Like, I remember watching the one for The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and, of course, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like I... I Ralph McQuarrie is my god. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i trying to find this. They have coming out from Star Wars um, a Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader action figures, but they're Ralph McQuarrie's concept art. Oh. I have to that, get those. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of gaming stuff on here. Twin Peaks 2017. Really? Are we not done with that yet? Somewhere my friend Chad just woke up and went, Darren, what, are you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I never got into Twin Peaks. Not my cup of tea. And my friend Chad is just like this passionate, passionate Twin Peaks fan. So, I mean, he really... I, I ended up watching the original show with him. It was, it was enjoyable. I really liked it. So, so we're, as we're going through Friday, I'm, I'm at about 6 o'clock now. Doesn't seem yeah. like the big... I think it's showing our local times. So, <laughs> Oh, are you... Okay, so I'm showing later in the day. Let's just do that one. The later in the day schedule is your... So yours is probably like 3 p.m. my time. Yeah, as I'm getting down to the later in the day, doesn't look like um, there's so much... Um, there's a whole lot of, of the big panels which we're waiting for uh, because i marvel is back I, I think they skipped it one year i could be wrong about that but it's been a couple of years now marvel is back dc is back i think star wars star wars i'm interested to see if they announce anything because star wars celebration was only uh it was just at the end of may so it wasn't that long ago i don't know if they uh left anything in the chamber for this but we'll see oh here's one fx's archer exclusive season 13 screening I'm a big fan of Archer. I am too. I'm interested to see how they handle uh, um, his mom. Yeah, without Mallory Archer, it's going to be interesting. Although, I don't know if you've watched the last season yet, but their send-off for her was wonderfully done. Oh, that's right. They already did it. I have to... uh, They they did a good job. It It, it was a heartstring puller. It, It was touching when you know the story behind it. Science of Jurassic World. I kind of like that stuff. I, I, I dig like how this would actually work. It's just, uh, them convincing us that this would actually happen. <laughs> That's they shouldn't have killed his dog. John Wick, Gung Fu, and the New Age of Action. <laughs> wow. 
All right, I say we dive into Saturday and see what's there. You want to take us through that? I'll help. I'll help you go through it. Yeah, let me get back to the top of the page here. This this is a chorgan through all this. Holy cow! I mean, I'm I'm sort of back on board with thinking this could be something for everybody. I don't, I don't know, man. I I think you're right though. This is really intimidating. I mean, no, they're starting off Saturday showing the unbearable weight of massive talent, which I watched last weekend and was excellent. Is it really? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's Nicholas Cage playing an over the top fictionalized version of himself. It's it's great. And he and Pedro Pascal have an amazingly good chemistry together. Good com- it's a good comedy. That's like a good it. way to start. Yeah, let's see. How uh, not to summon a demon lord. That sounds interesting. <laughs> Which, what we're trying to do here is tell our... Todd McFarlane is signing autographs again. <laughs> All right. Band pro- comics, old problems in new forms. That sounds extremely interesting and like something I'd want to see. Yeah. Disney's The Ghost and Molly McGee fan. A happification panel? And happification panel? I don't even know what that is. Stranger Things, The Dungeons and Dragons of Life. The Rocketeers celebrating yeah. the 40th anniversary. That's cool. Now there's some real good stuff coming. Saturday. Oh, looks S- Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the crappy Sinbad movies. All those old 60s ones or 50s ones, actually, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Golden Voyage of Sinbad. I have the collection. There's Twin Peaks again. Warner Brothers Theatrical. Here we go. This is, I'm assuming this is the big one. Warner uh, Brothers picture. This is for me. It's looking like ten fifteen to eleven fifteen a.m. Warner Brothers. I you know now that I'm looking at. Okay, this, so I, you skipped way ahead of where I'm looking. Warner yeah, Brothers Pictures returns to Comic Con International San Diego, continuing the studio's traditions of bringing an exciting Hall H presentation. This year's lineup: Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Dwayne Johnson and Zachary Levi will be there. So, all right, that's big deal. Right away, there you oh, go, yeah. and then you would presume that sometimes. So uh, I would say, if you're out near us and you're waiting to hear the, that information on Superman, looks like 10 a.m. to 11:15 a.m. is when you're going to want to pay attention. Do I think most of those something like that streaming on YouTube? Um, so be very close, pay very close attention to that. Um, I, I think there's gonna they're gonna have a few surprises. I would presume. I would hope so. I mean, they they've got a lot on their slate that they've been talking about on and off the last few years. So, I am just I, I'm finding mostly gaming stuff here. <laughs> the Simpsons has a panel. Uh, writers and animators. Reveal yep, the Simpsons plans that. for season thirty four and beyond. Take a sneak I still peek. cannot believe that. That's crazy, isn't it? It's a sneak peek at Treehouse of Horror 33. And no, never before attempted bonus Halloween episode. Oh. So there's going to be a bonus Halloween episode. Science of Spider-Man in the Multiverse. That sounds like fun. Hemingway in comics. When Hemingway met Wolverine and Superman and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Uh, 
I don't see marble here. I mean, I'm still only early in the day, though. I bet you they're going to be later in the day. Later in the day, maybe. Yeah, it's... I'm working through it. So we had intended this to be sort of a guide, uh, and my thing is, uh, you're going to have to look at this yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's just too much here to give everybody everything. I mean, there's something here for everybody. Like I said, there's a lot of gaming stuff going on. There's a lot of how to break into comics stuff going on. There's a lot of autograph signings. It's just there, There's something for anything you're interested in. I've seen a lot of toy company things. Uh, a lot of Hasbro, Transformers, and G.I. Joe Classified series, if you're into that kind of collecting. Storytellers of Apple TV+. Plus. I don't have it, but apparently uh, there's been a ton of stuff on there. Here's one Phil and I would be in for. The future of Doctor Who. Huge and exciting changes are ahead. They've already announced the new Doctor. I sort of stopped paying attention to it uh, about eight years ago. But I know it's obviously it's a big deal because I know it's a black doctor, which should be a big deal, but it is. Um, Star Trek Universe panel. Here we go. The Star Trek Universe panel returns to Comic-Con featuring exclusive back-to-back conversations with the cast and executive producer of the following. Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks, Star Trek Strange New Worlds to discuss the latest seasons of their hit series and tease what's ahead. Okay, so I will be paying attention to this because... Um, I absolutely loved Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That is 1245 to 2.15 on Saturday. So that I'm sure that one will be streaming. I'll be really interested. X-Men Animated, 30th anniversary. I know this Yep, is, I was just about to call that one out, considering uh, Disney's putting out a sequel to it. So there we go. Spotlight on J. Michael Straczynski. So that's going to be what, like eight hours, considering his career? Jeez, man, that guy's prolific. <laughs> guy's everywhere. You see this down there? There's a Mandalorian under the helmet. No, I haven't gotten there. Oh, there it is, yeah. It's right, right above J. Michael Straczynski. There's so much. I'm actually getting overload, I think. Still trying to find that information on the Marvel panel. Still trying to find information on if there's going to be a Star Wars presence. Uh, Indian Indiana Jones. Are we going to see anything from that? Um, see, I've got a Marvel Comics Judgment Day at 1.45 my time. Not sure what that entails. I can't open any of the program details. My laptop will not take it while we're recording. Well, right above that is Boom Studios. Right. Um, so, um, you know, Boom Studios is yes. a couple of my favorites. Discover your new comic book obsession. Yeah, I've loved Boom Studios. Berserker, which is uh, Briar, Wind are from Boom Studios. Um, so this is something I I will probably try to check this out because I sort of fell in love with Boom Studios. Um, yeah, it looks interesting now that I've actually got a way to digitally read comics. I'm looking forward to getting into more of this stuff. Um, Marvel Judgment Day, Marvel Comics Judgment Day. I believe that's an upcoming crossover, so they're probably going to lay out the details for that. Yeah, Um, I've got a Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, and House of Dragon discussion. See, that's just a fan discussion, not important. (laughs) I want news from the companies themselves. Yeah, I I do. Though, I mean, hey. Those people that are doing those discussions, that's basically what we do once a month. So 
Yeah, I'm not going to knock it. It's yeah. just not something I'm interested in Comic-Con for because, like you said, we do it. <laughs> right. And I don't want to know how much better someone's doing it than we are. Uh, maybe they're worse. Who knows? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I like our group. we got a good panel. Patrick Labitoreau. I wonder who that is. I just like saying Labitoreau because it looks funny <laughs> and I know how to say it. Who is this? Let's just find out. Why not? Has no... He was an actor in... Spider-Man the Animated Series. Which one? Spider-Man the Animated Series would be the 90s one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Not the best one. Not the worst. Sandman special video presentation Q&A. The Oroville, which I'm told I have to check out. I've watched it a couple of times. It's pretty funny. But you know what's funny? In uh, nine of the ten episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds are excellent. The one isn't bad. It is an absolute parody of Star Trek. They parodied themselves. B hard parody, too. They really went for it. Marvel Comics, the next big thing. The most infamous, the most famous panel returns. What lies ahead for Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel, Ant-Man, Ghost Rider, and the rest of the Marvel Universe? And what is the mysterious looming danger of the dark web? So this is these are the comics. That is 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. our time here in uh, the East Coast. So pay attention to that. Good Lord. I wonder if they've even announced. Maybe Marvel doesn't announce it because they're getting pretty late here on Saturday. Unless they're doing it Sunday, which doesn't seem... seems like They could want to close out on it, I mean. Yeah, I don't see much. Of, there's not a whole lot going on for Star Wars. Uh, Marvel Studios is late in the day on Sunday. I've got it at 5 p.m. my time. Oh, do you? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, let's let, listen. Let's talk about what we're. Is there anything, Mark, that you're kind of hoping you've been waiting on that you're hoping is announced or shown? Because I got a few things, but I'm interested to hear what it is that you might want to see come out of this. Um, you know, honestly, I'm getting so much of what I want these days out of our popular nerd culture properties that I, I don't even know anymore. I'm just, I am so grateful to have all the things we have. I, I at this point, I'm kind of stopping anticipating things. So I just want to, you know, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe that. I mean, I literally just two days ago watched the season finale of Star Trek Strange New Worlds and that show. I don't. I have to talk about it at some point. It absolutely blew me away. I know. Like, listen, for my end of the year awards and my best uh, movie or show, that is the front runner, and that includes Cobra Kai has won it the, like the last three years. I mean, it's and, and over Stranger Things, it's that good. Now, there's still here's the thing. Cobra Kai's got though. It's going to have two seasons this year because their next season comes out in September, so they still have a chance to catch it. But I. I knew that show was going to be good because season two of Discovery gets good because of Captain Pike and Spock take over the Discovery. Um, but I am, there's a few things I'm looking forward. First of all, uh, can we please see the Michael Keaton costume, for God's sakes? Listen, <laughs> that Flash movie's got so many problems. You need to start building goodwill now, okay? Because you unless unless they're going to come out and tell us that uh, Grant Gustin is going to be digitally inserted, or or somebody else. I just they got to start. Yeah, they get, that the spotlight needs to be on him. They get. They get I'm having a hard time getting behind it because Ezra Miller's a train wreck. I mean, it, it's not like he 
from what I saw, he did nothing to make me forget about Grant Gustin. As bad, I I gave up on the Flash TV show a while ago, but I mean, there's no comparison to those two guys. Let's just put it that way. One seems like a really great human being, and we'll just leave it like that. The other one, <laughs> um, so I, I I think it's high time we see this thing, right? And uh, if they don't announce the Superman movie and don't put this thing to bed. After nine years of speculation, I, I it just the story that I'm so done reporting on. I mean, they they because I used to say like I'm done on two stories: the Star Superman and the Star Trek movie. And they finally they're they're working on the Star Trek movie now, and it's just like it seems like it's on, it's off, it's on. And he is going to be Superman. He's not. You've made me not care about this. Yeah, it's you know, it, it like I said before, it makes me sad because he has the capacity to be a great Superman. He sure does. And just yeah, like I, you know, they they fumbled him just like they fumbled Affleck as Batman, who had the capacity, if yeah. done right, to be the living incarnation of my you know beloved Jim Lee Batman. He's got one more shot at it. Um, does Affleck? Uh, but I I fear that he may be overshadowed a little bit in that movie by well, even Michael Keaton's going. Looking like right now he's being overshadowed, unfortunately, for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> I know it's not coming, but, you know, could we get a title for the Indiana Jones movie? Could we get a little plot synopsis? Something. Because it's been, this movie, this feels like this movie's been in production for 40 years at this point. Um, so a little something from that would be nice. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Uh, Star Wars, I don't think. We were just mentioning a minute ago that they just wrapped up Star Wars Celebration back at the end of May, so I don't mm-hmm. know if they left anything for this, but um, maybe... A... Yeah, because we already had Skeleton Crew announced on there and some stuff about Ahsoka and a few other properties, so... Maybe you see something from Skeleton Crew. I think the only thing they showed us was the logo and that Jude Law's going right. to be in it. Maybe, maybe a little bit more about that. Um, I don't know. That's about it for me. I, I think... I, I You know some crazy thing is going to be... Um, announced that we're not anticipating. Uh, I know Netflix Films has some updates. Are they going to update us on Masters of the Universe, the movie? Um, which they claim is in deep production, which I find it hard to believe because there's no actors on that movie yet. So how are you in deep yeah. production? I think I'll just stick with cartoons on that one. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like the... It's so funny, like, the, the, the Masters of the Universe live-action movie... It's fun, so I mean, it's not it's not the Masters of the Universe you want. It's the Masters of the Universe you got in 1987. I think it's watchable. I think it's got its own little place. So we don't really need this new live action movie. Yeah, I recently rewatched it after hunting down a copy of it, and I have to say it was a lot more watchable than I expected it to be. It's not. I'm not going to say it's fantastic. Oh, it's God. not. But it's it's definitely not near what I was expecting it to feel like after all this time. You know, it's one of those things that came out in a time where I think that I, w- I did not know enough to know that I should not have liked that movie. The fact that I was young enough where, like, it's Masters of the Universe. I know it doesn't look like He-Man, but he's calling himself. It's good enough for me. I'm excited to be in this theater watching this movie. Um, now, had that movie come out, like, Ten years ago, we would have crept all over that thing. We would have like you've ruined my childhood, kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But 
you know, the, the, the movie will always have one great thing about it that elevates it above any crap you can throw at it, Frank Langella. Yeah, he's really good, isn't he? I know. Oh, my God, he sinks his teeth into that role so hard. And apparently that was like his favorite role he's ever done. Yeah, he's really, he's. I hope they bring him back. Let's, let's do it. I mean, sign he's always right vocal now. about wanting to reprise it. Yeah, sign him uh, up right let, now. now let, let me tangent for a second and ask you a question, though. Go ahead, please. Uh, you, so you mentioned Cobra Kai again. Yes, I did. And you, you rave about it frequently. I do. I, I am one of those people where I'm looking at going, why do I want to watch this? It's about a bunch of characters I don't really care about from a movie I vaguely remember in the 80s. Convince me. Oh, well, I, well, first of all, you have to be a fan of the movie. Okay, that's, that's number one. I was a huge fan of the movie. So the DNA is there for me, right? Um, it's The performances are hilarious. It's very funny. It's enjoyable. Oh, so it, it's more comedic. Oh God, yes, it is. It's it's highly melodramatic. It's way over the top. It's guiltless. It's not going to ask much of you. It's going it, to, but again, if the the love of the original movie's not there, there's no reason for you to do this. Um, I absolutely love that movie. I loved it growing up. I know our friend Matt Larson had. He said that he, uh, um, he he went to his Daniel Larusso twice for Halloween. So I I uh, that's why. If you're not, I I would skip it. If you're not, if there's nothing there, there's no. Fun I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked the movie back in the day, but I haven't seen it in thirty years. So. It holds up very very well. Um, I saw it, I was laid up a couple of summers ago, and, and 1, 2, and 3 came on, and I sat down and I watched the whole first movie, and boy, oh boy, it's good. It doesn't lose a thing. Now, I think it suffers from so many people have seen that movie since, and they've even seen movies called The Karate Kids since, that copy that to the degree where if you go back and watch it, you're like, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah, but they did it the right way and a lot to a large degree i forgot pat Morita was nominated for an academy award for that he was fantastic i always loved him yeah i mean he he was great and i know you know back in the day i I mean maybe even still i always had a crush on elizabeth shoe so um oh yeah she's really cute that movie um I don't know. I, I, I would say... I mean, honestly, even older, watching The Boys, I, I was like, okay, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's still a good-looking lady. Yeah, she shows up in the in the show. Um, I think season three is when she shows up. But I, I don't know. It's, it's a good question. I'm, I am not seeing them there, by the way, Cobra Kai. I know they've been to Comic-Con. Um, so maybe you're saying that I should watch The Karate Kid. And see how I feel about it after all these years. And if, yes. I, if I'm into it, then maybe proceed on with the TV series. Okay, so here's what I'll say. And I think this is a good way to start. If you watch The Karate Kid, which I think is, it's, it's definitely something that you should revisit. I mean, for those who don't know, that thing hit like a thunderbolt when it came out. It was a big deal. Um, it was, And I know that it was, I didn't realize it was in consideration for Best Picture. Um, it was one, I guess it was one of the final few eliminated before they had their five. Um, it's really good. It holds up fine. The performances are great. Um, I will say that Cobra Kai's highlights that very first episode, watch at least watch that very first episode. The very first episode is, is, is extraordinarily entertaining. And 
you will miss one of the great villain performances of the last 10 years, but it doesn't come till the middle of the series, which at this point is seasons two and three. But I mean, knowing you as I do, I, 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 this is one I don't know what to do with. Like, I'm going to recommend Star Trek strange new worlds and you're, you're going to love it. It's that good. Um, I can see you calling me up and like the Cobra Kai is fantastic. I love it. I'm laughing my ass off. Or I can see you going, this is the dumbest thing on television. I don't know why people are liking it. And I'll tell you what, I got no defense. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honesty is a good thing. I it's for whatever reason, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a perfect show. Listen, the times we live in are so challenging the fact that I have a Cobra Kai show that I could just not worry about a thing and just let, and it literally, like Phil will tell you, there are there are moments that are so cliched, so ridiculous, and they and you see them coming a mile away, but the execution is so good that you you're like, I saw that coming a mile away, and thank you for doing it. All right, all I mean, right. I'm gonna add about, that onto the possible list. Uh, Phil actually put it best. Go into this knowing that White Snake can cure paralysis. <laughs> wow! I won't give you the context. Just know that if you go in believing that White Snake can cure cure paralysis, and that for some reason in 2021, 2020, we're talking the hair metal band, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> 2021, 2019, 2021, and now 22, that there are feuding teenage karate dojos and that this is a thing, you're okay. You're, you're right. Uh, you know, I, I am unashamedly willing to admit my ability to enjoy absolutely stupid things. So, I. I, it's, it's hard to categorize this, though, because it sounds like it's an absolutely stupid thing. And it is. But at the same time, I don't want to say that because my love for it doesn't allow me to speak ill of it. And I feel like I, I it's unlike anything else I've ever seen. And I, and I, I, I literally can't understand why I love it so much. I there have no... Love- Loving someone or something doesn't mean ignoring its flaws. It means loving them, too. You're right, Mark. You're really right. <laughs> I do hope to get your take on it at some point, because I, uh, you're, one of the, you're one of those people that, and the reason I want, I, like I told you before, the impetus of this podcast beginning was born out of so many conversations that we had, and I really enjoy, like, I, I feel like my... My take on something isn't complete until I at least have your take on it. It's like... Oh, I'm flattered. Well, it's the truth, which is why I still remember, like, waiting for you to see The Last Jedi. And I was so convinced, like, oh my god, I can't wait to bitch about this with Mark. This is... I got I got a vent. And you're like... And I remember you going... I called, like... I remember calling you... And just waiting to unload because I was so sure that we were in lockstep on this thing. And you're like, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed the movie. It's got its flaws, but overall I liked it. And I was like, and it, I just felt that blue go. 
like, like I didn't want I, I didn't want to unload on you. I'm like, I hated it. I hated it, Mark. Oh, you you made it clear how much you hated it. We had a conversation about it. Yeah, but it wasn't the first one. I had to wait. I'm like, I don't know why I hated this. Movie. Actually, we've had to be clear, we've had many conversations about it. Well, and then that's kind of the. It's so funny because I always feel like we've said this before. Something and I guess Cobra Kai could fall into this arena where at this point with something like Star Wars, if you're not going to give me an A, give me an F. Because how many conversations have we had and passed the hours away talking about the prequels and debating over the sequel trilogy? So if they just give you like a C, even a B, you're like, it was okay, it was good. And there's nothing to talk about, right? Um, but when yeah, because you... I admit I'm, on, on that note that, you know, I can't, I, I talk about Last Jedi with people all the time. I talk about The Empire Strikes Back with people all the time. I rarely talk about Solo with people. Yeah, it's and like... I like Solo, I enjoyed it, but it's not like a standout Grand Slam. Right, it's just, it's, it's good. It's, it's a single, it's a single. Yeah, it's a good, it's good, it's fine. It's a single, maybe a double. You know, it got you on base. Yeah, that's a it, really good it, way of putting it. Drive any runs home. It just got somebody on base. It, it, it's there. <laughs> it's really that's a really excellent way of putting it. It's just sort of there, and I kind of feel the same way about uh, the other one. What's it called? Um, uh, Rogue One. Yeah, maybe a little. I, I I mean, I think I like that. I like Solo more than Rogue One because I have more of an attachment to Han Solo and Chewbacca than I would have any of those other characters. And there's a little bit of a dire ending, spoiler alert there, that, you know, you walk out of that theater like, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, um, when, when the ending hit, I turned to my wife and I said, see, this is what happens when you let George R.R. R. Martin write Star Wars. Did he write that? No, no, oh, no, okay. but he kills off everybody in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, okay, time, I see, so. all right. That, and that, I get the reference now, okay, I'm sorry. I, um, that's that's really <laughs> that's really funny. Um, so it's, it's just sort of like, when you have these conversations, and it's good that, you know, we're doing this... <laughs> This is supposed to be your preview to Comic Con, everyone. Sorry, it's, we, yeah, got, we have just digressed because that's what we do here. We're, we're, a bunch of, we're always just a bunch of non sequiturs, anyway. Um, but it's it's you're right about that because Solo is just there. It's good, and I I, 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 I actually mentioned you'll hear me talk about this with Matt that for episodes. Let me let me preface it by saying that I have a really high level of fondness for the prequel trilogy. And it's not because I like the movies. It's because the amount of fun we've had at their expense um, <laughs> is so is it's been so great that I I owe them a debt of gratitude to the fact where if I got good movies, I don't know if I would have had that much fun. Um, but it's kind of like I say that episode three, I have no emotion, I have no feeling towards it. I don't know if it's good, I don't know if it's bad. It does nothing for me because the chapter before that ruins the entire thing and i I feel the same way about episode nine um the skywalker what is it called the rise of skywalker where the 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 middle chapter ruins it so i mean i don't know if it's good i don't know if it's bad i have no emotion towards it i it's just eh, i don't even know where to rank it um Uh, you know i i i like the comment i got from a kid at a checkout the weekend it came out because we hadn't seen it yet. We had tickets, but we hadn't gotten there. And he's like, I was wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. And he's like, have you seen the new one yet? And I'm like, no, would you th- no have you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it last night. I'm like, what would you think of it? And he just looked at me. He's like, I'm not going to tell you it's good. I'm not going to tell you it's bad because that's going to depend on your personal take. But 
it's more Star Wars than you probably ever bargained getting in one movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a greatest hits album, right? Yeah, it, it really is. And I thought that was a great way to put it. It's more Star Wars than you ever bargained for in a single film. <laughs> I guess in a way it's kind of like, and I'll just use this as, because it's my favorite band, or you can substitute any band. It's like, it's like a Rush greatest hits album, but it's not Rush singing the songs. It's someone else. It's a cover album. <laughs> yeah, it's a cover album of your favorite band's best music. Um, which, I mean, that's kind of what... You lost was. me at Rush, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's... Uh, so I, I guess, you know, this is all this started with us trying to figure out what is it that we're looking forward to coming into Comic-Con. I'm glad it's back. Um, I think that I, 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 I do have fond memories, especially when we started this podcast, of us, you know, we're, we're like texting back and forth like this was announced and that was announced. I mean, I feel like Gary's probably going to be doing nothing but texting us over the next few days. It's is, already started. Gary's really? already texting. Oh, yeah. Is Check your really? phone. He's been texting. Oh, let, me, let me see, Gary. Let's, let's <laughs> see what stuff you got for us, Gary. Let's see what you he got for us, Gary. Yeah, yeah, he, he has been texting Dragon oh, yeah. trailer, which we God, were already First of all, God about. bless Gary on this because I think I find out more stuff that I probably need. Yeah, he sent us the Dungeons & Dragons trailer. He sent us the Dungeons and Dragons trailer again, um, and he yeah. So Gary is I Gary's like my personal CNN for or excuse me I know that's a political thing my personal streaming news station for um, this stuff because I usually he's the one who's breaking all the stories to me via in our text stream. Um, so God bless him for that. I, I feel like we probably could have just sat here and read texts that he's sending us. Um, and we would we would we probably would have been better off doing that, um, but boy oh boy, like we were saying though, there is so much to take in. I thought going into this, we'd go down and see like the six or seven events on the day, and there's like forty for each day, and there's so much. Um, you said that the Marvel one is Sunday at five o'clock. Five my time, so I wonder when that that's going to be eight p.m. yours. Yeah, I can find out here. Um, oh, John Carpenter's oh, yeah. The Things playing. That would be a good one to see. Oh, you know, there's one thing we did men- uh, neglect to mention today on this. Uh, Which is? Alan Grant. Oh, yes. Alan Grant. Go ahead. Yeah. Me. Rest in peace, Alan Grant. Uh, legendary comic book writer known for writing Judge Dredd, um, as well as various Batman titles, and created what... Uh, Trying to ventriloquist was his, I think. Batman villain Zaz was his. Oh wow! Um, God, his—he was just very prolific comic book creator, and uh, we lost him today. So, uh, in the last six weeks, we've lost—we've lost Neil Adams, uh, George Perez, Tim Sale, and now Alan Grant. I mean, it's just so sad. I mean, Bill Finger, Rise of the Bat. That's something really interesting to me, but unfortunately, it won't load the the um, the, the the summary. It's not loading. All right, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad we did this. Thanks for joining me on this, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I could be here after missing out on the last one. So, yeah, well, uh, we got some more good stuff coming. I don't. This is going to air. I don't know what's coming after it, but uh, we'll be talking at you soon with some more good stuff and. Uh, and thanks for everyone for listening as we begin our 10th season as a podcast. I'm really excited to be able to say that. 
Um, so uh, again, all those of you who have listened over the years, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for all your contributions. I think you've added a level level of credibility to our podcast that I don't think we ever would have had. So thank you for uh, that, my friend. Like you said, if the, a lot of this came from conversations we had a long time ago and stemmed from things that we always talked about. So it just seems like it came full circle for me to be on this, and I'm just overjoyed to be here with you guys. Yeah, and I think we needed a night to just talk and vent and just see what comes in this. So I'm glad we did it. Okay. Um, I don't... Coming up in September, we are doing a little bit of fantasy stuff. Okay, so we're going to... Because at that point... We'll have already seen the first couple of episodes of the next uh, Game of Thrones TV series. Is that correct? It'll be out by then. Yeah, right? that's coming out shortly. And we'll be with it. We'll probably. I don't know what the release schedule is for the Lord of the Rings. I don't know how Prime releases their TV series if they do it all at once. Or uh, they do weekly. All right, so we'll have maybe the first episode or two of the Lord of the Rings, and then in November we're getting Willow. So fantasy, all of a sudden, is a real hot property. So we're going to do some stuff with that, and uh, next month. We are, it's Matt and myself, we are actually re-examining Star Wars The Last Jedi. He, I don't know what his, he's trying to convince me of nothing, but we really want to get to the bottom of what happened and whether or not it went, where it, where it belongs in the Star Wars universe. So until then, as our buddy Phil says, enjoy your comics.